This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com storybrook. I talk to birds. I do all kinds of warm, fuzzy things. You know what else? I kill. Yeah, that's right. Snow White's a murderer. I killed the evil queen's mommy. And I said I was sorry. And I didn't mean it. Still want to hold hands, sing zippity doo Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meese. <laughs> and I'm Anne Marie De Simone. And this could be Wales. We also talk about ABC's hit series, oh. Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne Marie? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, any any uh, paternity questions this week for you? <laughs> Not for me, but <laughs> okay. apparently there is for Snow. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, I guess. Well, they were on a curse, so... We were cursed! <laughs> we were cursed. Uh, Nova, we're here to talk tonight about uh, ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time, as per usual. I guess I should get this graphic out of the way Take because the if you didn't know, we generally Take record the these every down. Wednesday eve or sorry, Monday evening at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> EST. <laughs> what day is it? What's going on? Uh, live on Google+. And uh, so uh, let's see here. Uh, you know what? I think we should probably just go ahead and get into the discussion. So okay, uh, Why don't you take us away with the rhyming episode summary? I will summary. take us away. That's for sure. Vacation. Take us away. Okay. Our storybook citizens are under a curse. That's happened before, but this time it's worse. All of the good guys become their worst selves, except for dear Belle, who sleeps behind shelves. <laughs> Emma and Snow Queen history. We we even solve the Snow Queen and Storybrook mystery. Plots are resolved and wrongs are set right in this week's new episode. Shattered sight. Shattered sight. Shattered sight. Shattered sight. The sightening. So, the sightening? <laughs> yes. Is, I don't even know what that the is. Shattering. That the shattering. The shattering? That might have been a little better. <laughs> so anyway, uh, overall, what did you think uh, this week, Anne-Marie? Hmm. Wait, wake up. Tell oh, me what you think. I'm sorry. Tell me what you think. You fell asleep there. We're, we're doing a podcast. <sighs> Thank God it's over. <laughs> Didn't like it too no, much, eh? No. Mm. I'm spewing some haterade on this puppy. Haterade. A little bit of haterade. There's been a lot of haterade this season. Yes. More more so than last season, for sure. I know, and I <laughs> was very dislikey of last season, but mm-hmm. on and Elsa, you're, you're not bringing much. Yeah. It, much like last week, there there was a part, parts of the episode that I loved and were everything I ever wanted and more, but mm-hmm. the stuff that I didn't love, I really, 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 really didn't love. Really didn't love. But, you know, uh, we like to uh, keep a pretty upbeat, uh, positive yes. atmosphere and on the show. And that's why Bill's sporting new hair, as everyone's pointing out. What are you talking about? This uh, is, you this got is, some plugs, right? No, this is my natural hair. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. It's my natural hair, and these net- necklaces actually grow naturally. Yeah, they grow naturally in my drawer. But I thought <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and start uh, start with some stuff I liked. About. All right, start with something that was good. Okay, I thought Elizabeth Mitchell really killed it in this episode. Um, 
Um, I think she finally like, found her character. Like, where where was this Snow Queen the whole season? She seemed, you know, much more relaxed throughout. She she seemed like a, a real person, mm-hmm. and it's you know she like. One of the things I, I had a problem with about her performance was that it just seemed so flat and just like, oh, and I know, you know, the whole Frozen character, thing is part blah, of the blah, character, blah, yeah. but it was still too much, too that, too flat, too steady. And, but this episode, like, there, there were just like very subtle emotional shifts where I was like, she has range. <laughs> I, I can understand why everyone was like, you guys are going to love, love Elizabeth her. Mitchell. Yeah, it, like, I loved her for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I also thought she did a really good job on the death scene. Like, it, it was kind of like a, I don't know, sort of like this manic depressive cyclone of emotion thing that she was going through, which was, I thought was really well done. And I thought, you know, everything she said was great. It all tied the entire arc, her entire arc together thematically. Oh, it's tied up in a really, beautiful really little well. packaging quickly. I just dislike the journey we took to get there. Like, I really like the death scene. I really like the meaning behind the death scene. I just, I, I didn't feel we'd earned it or she'd earned it. That character had earned it. You know what I, I mean? I cannot disagree more. What do you mean? I hated that death scene. Oh, you didn't like the death scene I at all? I hated it. I thought it was stupid and as everything with once is lately <laughs> drawn out. See, I thought you were going to say that you disagreed with the fact that it tied everything together. Oh, no, it definitely oh, yeah. tied everything together in a beautiful the, little package. Or that and the, it's the, the journey wasn't so great. <laughs> no, the journey was not so great. That, that I'll agree with. But mm-hmm. the death scene, like, my note is... What is this big drawn out mere shards tornado? Well, I think they paid for so many particle effects <laughs> or Apparently, whatever for this season like, that ew. they that's why th- there were a million snowflakes in the uh, opening titles and in the first couple scenes too. <laughs> I guess yeah. but yeah, overall like I really loved Elizabeth Mitchell's performance. The flashback was great. Uh-huh. The modern especially once uh, Emma and Elsa arrived in in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> like I I thought I thought her performance was just yes, really really strong. Was good. That was a good performance. I mm-hmm. saw that. I felt like she was human. It, and it also felt that Fortress of Solitude, it, it felt like her home for the first time. Mm-hmm. Where before it's always just felt like kind of the, like the Fortress this of cold, Solitude. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just like the sterile sort of like hospital yeah. kind of place where it, like she was like, you know, kicking back on the Shea Lounge and stuff. It was yeah, nice. with her like feet up on like the desk or something. Mm-hmm. That was just odd, but <laughs> it worked. It worked. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, something else that really bothered me. Okay, so I guess everything's bothered me. We need this. <laughs> the sleeping thing. Multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times it was commented how baby Neil was such a good sleeper. I'm going to wake him up. Oh, look, you're waking up. How is he sleeping through all this? Mm-hmm. And even that one snow line there during the fight sequence. Yeah, do not wake my baby. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with that. With the baby sleeping so much? Through all of that, when there mm-hmm. was just this curse to make everyone evil, I yeah. fully, fully, fully expected this baby to scream and cry and, I don't know, puke on someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just what I wanted to see because it's a baby and how else is it going to try and hurt people? Yeah. But it should – the baby should not have mm-hmm. been immune. I, I I don't think the baby should have been there for that fight if nothing else. <laughs> like It well, was just so close there for the entire fight scene. Where, so. But where was it? I mean the stroller mm-hmm. had to have moved – and last time we really saw the baby, um, Anna was holding the baby, and mm-hmm. then suddenly she was magicked away to the beach. Yeah. So the baby, like, she decided baby. to put the baby back, and then this whole magical process. The baby got magicked into the stroller. The baby was magicked into the stroller, like into the gently really... used stroller. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing with the sleeping sort mm-hmm. of thing, Belle. I refuse, refuse to refuse to believe that she was peacefully sleeping in the back room for the entire episode or yeah, for the but- entire curse because we've seen her evil person. We mm-hmm. know what happens to her through this curse because of looking in the mirror. Yeah. I don't care even if Rumpel like knocked her out mm-hmm. with some magical potion. Some magic sleeping you know, spell or something. Wh- right. Whatever he didn't get packed into his handy dandy doctor looking bag. Mm-hmm. Um, meh. Yeah, because like last episode, I, it felt like she was being ushered in there for safekeeping. For yes. And not just for her, her safety, but for Rumpel's safety. Yeah. And, and we were like, oh, well, she's going to grab the dagger or whatever. And no, one cut cut shot of her sleeping in the bed. And that was it. And then she doesn't even wake up when Emma and Elsa come in there later on. Okay, but see, that bothers me because like a minute earlier, yes, mm-hmm. I know time tra- happens, but it wasn't much earlier when he was in there talking to Hook. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we, neither of them are quiet. Like this whole, it, mm-hmm. it's a little shop. It's not like Walmart. Yeah, and How I mean, she's she like swinging rhino horns around trying to yes! take off. They're, doing, they're just randomly trying things to try and get rid of these yellow ribbons. Mm-hmm. It bothered me. It was weird. It was weird because was weird. he was there. A minute later, when they were there for a scene, no one was around. No one was answering when they were calling. Mm-hmm. Not that he'd have answered anyway, you idiots. Yeah. And then a minute later, he's back talking to people. I'm like, I don't get it. And she's not sleeping. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, you know, there, there were just a – there were a, a bunch of weird moments like that. Yeah. that, that I, I, throughout the entire episode, I just kept thinking – like what happened with this season? What exactly happened with this season? And I came up with with a theory about what have might might have happened behind the scenes. Now this is very, uh-huh. you know, speculative. I don't know anybody who works on the show. This is probably nothing like how it went down. But I started thinking about it. What one weird thing that happened this season mm-hmm. was that they they decided to do the whole uh, double episode, right? The Shatter the Mirror, yeah, uh, which was completely unannounced and just sort of came out of nowhere a couple like weeks before weeks early, it showed yeah. up. So I was thinking about it, and I think they realized a few episodes in that the Frozen storyline, the was Snow Queen, was not working well. So I think what they did is I think they did – this was meant to be the season finale mm-hmm. or this mid-season, mid-season finale. And I think what they did is they aired two episodes uh, for Shatter the Mirror, and then they went back real quick and shot – the the first episode of next half season yep. and they're going to show it now so we don't have to stew on this episode and over, not come back over break right and i mean uh, you know to be fair like i i've seen a fairly mixed reaction mm-hmm. uh for the episode like i know a lot of people loved it for reasons we'll get into a little bit later on don't worry it's not all haterade but uh okay maybe not from <laughs> but uh, well i mean more specifically like uh the story brook elements of the right, story were, were, were very much loved and very much of appreciated course. and like very much fan service but overall like they were like 15 percent of the season mm-hmm. yeah and it just it just felt a, a little bit of the short shrift 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 i don't know what shrift uh, is can you define uh no i can't not okay. at the moment I, I don't have a dictionary loaded up in in my brain skull hard drive thing <laughs> 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 my brain skull hard drive thing obviously no dictionary up there obviously no but i think i think i honestly think what happened is they they made a course correction about midway through the season and they had to dump two episodes <gasps> oh. on one night 
for Shattered the Mirror so they could have the the big uh, new episode with the new villainesses and stuff next week to kind of keep us leak, excited until March. That they yeah. leaked to get everybody excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby pointed out that if Belle has been under the curse before, wouldn't she be immune like Anna was? But, was she- but she wasn't under the curse, under the curse. She just looked in the mirror. Yeah. She didn't get like glass shards mm-hmm. in her eye. Yeah, she, she like uh, – I don't, she took a sip of the fountain of youth. She didn't take an entire cup. So, yeah. you know, she just lost it, took a couple of years off her life to yeah. use a really weird metaphor that doesn't you guys really are have any chatty to tonight. I'm having trouble keeping up. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So, okay, the memory crystals. Mm-hmm. Man, I really am all haterate. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, huh? Mm-hmm. They just came out of nowhere. We've never seen these weird memory crystals. If we have, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like that. Like if we have seen them, it was probably I, I would assume in the episode where Elsa gets put in the urn that she got her. I, I'd assume Actually, that's probably, where we've seen yeah. them. Yeah, but they weren't. They must not have been as prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought of like I hadn't really thought about. It took me actually a scene before I even recognized them as the same ones that the troll people. See, and I don't it, remember them from the troll people even. Well, isn't that what they've used historically to take memories away? Isn't that what they used in the movie? I don't know. Like the little purple stones? I could be wrong. I, I thought he just sort of touched her head. Mm. I don't remember. Um, let me ask a four-year-old. Um, <laughs> they can tell me. They can, they can, if like, you're a four-year-old, call in. <laughs> 1-800-GREETINGS-FROM-STORYBROOK. <laughs> we need all the four-year-olds to tell us about Frozen. <laughs> um, okay. She says that they can only hold happy memories because the happy memories get better or something along mm-hmm. those lines. But we clearly saw her take non-happy memories with both of them because mm-hmm. she took all of their memories of her. Well, I think I think what she was saying was that the, the happy memories would cause the love to come back. You know, the, the love that they both felt for her at one time. Like, that's the impression I got. I could- okay. But see, I don't even see those memories as being that happy as to bring mm-hmm. that much amount of love to overcome everything that she had done. Well, I think until... For realsies. I think until the Snow Queen put, pushed them out in front of the car, there was a lot of love there. <laughs> like, there was a lot of real, genuine love. There was. I mean, Emma was excited about yeah, getting adopted, getting adopted and, everything. and all that. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Hairs in my eye. Apologies. <laughs> Things that haven't happened in a long time. <gasps> um thought it was a little weird she stored them in the ice cream mm-hmm. but a, a good flavor carrot sherbet no yeah nobody's ever ordering that no, <laughs> ever no one is ordering carrot sherbet um okay i still don't understand how she brought over magic mm-hmm. because it's a land without magic well i like we were talking about this during the episode i, I do remember that there were a couple magical items that yeah maleficent regina, well i think regina <laughs> brought over a ring or something right and and she did do the whole, like, crush the heart thing with Graham. So, I mean, that's kind of magic-y. You know, so you, there is precedence for at least magical items, I think, coming over. <laughs> Patty says, no, they didn't use it. You don't need a four-year-old. <laughs> First time crystal appearance this season. No, I'm, de- I'm declaring uh, – that's Patty in our chat room. I'm declaring her as a four-year-old from this point on. Patty, you are now a four-year-old. You're welcome. <laughs> Shrift. Oh, thank you, Anne-Marie. The imposition of penance by a priest – on some th- on a pen penitent oh the person having penance after confession confession to a priest we are not having confession right now <laughs> folks um we do not look to offend so mm-hmm. sorry we made a religious reference yeah and, and, <laughs> and there there's also there to get back on topic sorry uh, no that's fine uh, but there's also precedence for there to be magic in our our world quote unquote world. Uh, from the dragon which will probably oh. never be addressed again so I mean. 
they, there is a precedent so good. there. I forgot about him because it makes mm. me sad that he's gone and we don't know anything about yeah. him. Not to mention, come to think of it, and this is completely, again, off topic, but Neverland, like, Peter Pan came and got Wendy and stuff. Peter Pan's magic, so technically this wasn't. this has been a land with magic since the 1800s, technically. Bad word. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of those memory stones, I thought I thought it would be interesting to point out, and that this will be in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. I wasn't done. Oh, go ahead. I had more points. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, well, I mean, I guess the how slash why thing mm-hmm. doesn't really apply. But Anna and Elsa's mom was just carrying around a little one of these crystals and randomly put it on the letter. Well, I get. I, I get, mean, I get the point why she put mm-hmm. it on the letter to bring back all the memories. Blah blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah. She just carried it around with her, though. Well, I guess you know that's probably something that she she felt very strongly about not getting out, like something that she took great care to make sure that no one else found. So, I, I, it doesn't surprise me for a long journey for her to take an item like that. Like, I mean, like say, like I don't know, uh, you, you you get your mother's wedding ring or something like that, like. Yeah, but uh, you know, you wouldn't want to necessarily leave that behind on a long journey to, you know, get taken or something. Okay, but I I think the the bigger concern the is the fact star? that she was able to write that letter, write that whole letter without shorthand in about thirty <laughs> seconds before uh, the ship went that down. That was a really long letter. Yeah. Oh, that that must know the truth. <laughs> um, but also, okay, one other thing that bothers me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. That she was okay with the memory crystal and carrying around – she was carrying around magic. She threw her sister in an urn because mm-hmm. of magic. Well, I know she was forgiving her and yeah. the stuff, but I, – I don't know if the memory crystal is like magic magic though. It's more of like a container, right? Yeah. Gerda had no memories. They were taken away. By, oh, yes. Gerda had no memories. They were taken away by Grandpappy. How the heck did she write that letter? This is true. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gerda wiped her own memories. <laughs> So what are you they, gonna do? I don't understand. But anyway, concerning the memory stones, I thought I thought uh, people might like to know uh, that there was a deleted scene on a Good Morning America this morning. You can find the link in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And basically, what this scene is: okay, we see uh, the Snow Queen get to Storybrook in this episode, and then it's like several years later she meets Emma. No, uh, she, what she does is she goes into the ice cream shop which Dopey is running. And but she, nobody knows that. She ties him up. She has a little interaction with Regina where she's like, oh, it's I've always been here. What are you talking about? It's like someone cursed me because I don't even like the gold. Yeah. And then she proceeds to use one of these stones to take Dopey's memory of her and working at the ice cream parlor and everything yeah. like that. So it, it's, it, a, it's a good scene, you know, yeah, as all the deleted scenes have been. I'm going to keep talking over you because it's really <laughs> just funny now. But no, like all the other deleted scenes that should have been in the episode – but she also mentions, you know, that she doesn't have any magic of her own, but that she brought it over with her. I brought some with me, little exactly. mute dwarf. Which I, I guess that would have taken place uh, between the scene where she makes a deal with the apprentice and walks through the door or something. I don't know. I don't know. No, but well, uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention, though, before we get back into uh, our main discussion is, uh, you know, we have the season mid-season finale coming up next week. So uh, we're going to, uh, because it's... You know, an unusual episode, and we—it's going to probably going to be a big episode with a lot of speculation and stuff like is. that. Uh, we figured we'd uh, move our recording of it uh, from Monday night to Tuesday night at eight thirty p.m. EST uh, so, to give people more time to get feedback in, so you don't have to run to your computer and kill your family. You uh, mean to get so your we don't have last in. minute, Bobby. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, so some because pe- I know there are some listeners like I am think I Michael Lucero, Tim Peters, who can't participate live because they have stuff going on Monday night. So I figured change up the night once. Maybe maybe some people will be able to uh, join in. Okay. Uh, also, uh, before oh, did you have? No, I just wanted to read it. Okay, uh, before we get back, uh, we always like to have uh, you guys go out there and go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and leave us rhyming reviews like we do the rhyming uh, episode summaries. Leave a rhyming review. It don't, doesn't have to rhyme necessarily. But, but we like a rhyme. We do. And if you go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave one, we'll read it on the show like we're going to read Amanda Lloyd's right now. If you like Once Upon a Time, this podcast for you. They love one string juice and asked for a rhyming review. Anne-Marie and Bill recap the remake fairy tales with rhyming summaries episode commentaries and arbitrary scales their supply of haterade will never expire for snow snow's clothes tallahassee and i know your bail fire <laughs> favorite line um full of mysteries like henry's age and timelines that are complicated listen for ideas and theories <laughs> that leave you fascinated um if you give it a try you'll get hooked in a snap simply put Anne marie and bill Wait, simply put, Anne-Marie and Bill are the best ones to recap. Unlike magic, it doesn't come with a price. So take a listen, a look, and subscribe to Greetings from Storybrooke. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm sorry I butchered it. Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, No, but thank you very much, Amanda. He was busting out a fake spider. Yeah, I did have a fake spider here. I am not Kevin. To scare uh, Emma's foster brother. That was Kevin was the name? I think it was Kevin. Kevin was also the kid from Home Alone. Which, <gasps> which also reference. had a reference. Yeah, but uh, if, you, if, if you want to uh, go uh, leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher, it, it really helps get the word out about the podcast, get more people here, all that stuff. And we, we'll read it on the show. We like to read. Okay, uh, so let's see. <laughs> let's get back into the main discussion here. Uh, next, I want to talk a little bit about, and I, I call it Storybrook Arena. I know, it's like Storybrook Arena. One, the whole infighting in Storybrooke, like everyone going after each other, that should have been the whole episode. Yeah. All the compelling scenes, the the Snow Regina showdown, yes. uh, the dwarves and granny, it, it, everything. Crossbows galore. Yeah. Anything that was super entertaining to me in this episode had to do with the curse mm-hmm. and those characters, our classic Storybrooke characters, interacting with each other. Yeah. And I also really like that, you, you know... It, one one thing about you know theater or video or something, you really don't need a lot to make it seem like a lot. And I thought I thought it was interesting that really it was just the dwarves and granny out in the street there for most of those. <laughs> a couple scenes. merry men I think were around, but it felt like the entire town was out there mm-hmm. throwing down. You know, <laughs> well, there's a lot of dwarves. There are a lot of dwarves, and we and they all got featured in this episode, which is I love been that. A while. I love that they had to have enjoyed that. Oh, for sure. For I liked sure. how they were. I don't remember who was. Yelling and him mm-hmm. was just pushing Dopey over, and he'd bounce back up and pushing Dopey over. <laughs> yeah, it might have been just grumpy. Talk! No, it wasn't grumpy. Mm. Yeah, I think he was the one who went just talk, but that was a different scene. Anyway, no, it, but but it was great. So so many great little moments in that, and uh, I just in those moments, it felt like once again, it felt like our show again, and I I really hope they get back to this feeling and to these characters in the next half season. The Hunger Games Storybrooke edition. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Hook. I volunteer as savior. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea how much I needed that. May the curse ever be in your favor. 
Are you going to be okay? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for the cackling. See, it's fine. Oh, we'll just put the spider up there to entertain the people there. on the live stream. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, Hunger Brook Story Games okay. Edition. Hunger Brook Story Games Edition. Um, Story Games Edition. What? <laughs> okay, hook, 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 hook. Why did we have to save him from the curse? I mean, okay, mm-hmm. his heart wasn't in like, it. And did, did you mean like why does he have to be exempt? Yeah, th- that wasn't a good exemption. Mm-hmm. It affects your eyes. It doesn't affect your heart, which was yeah. tucked away for mm-hmm. safekeeping. Although at least we know that Will definitely has his heart because he was affected by the curse. Well, not he necessarily. Just been drunk. Yeah, he could have just he been a just, drunk he jerk like he like a drunk <laughs> person. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 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 nah. it, it, it felt weird and it felt like it was all in, in big service of, well, I don't know. It felt like Rumpel was in a holding pattern. Like they were planning on something really interesting to happen with him this episode mm-hmm. and then they cut it. And so they just, but they had to have him in the episode. So, mm-hmm. oh, we'll have him packing and he'll, we'll have him send Hook after Henry. Little bottles mm-hmm. here and there. Although I, I did, I did like uh, that the Hook, uh, c- c- his ears kind of perked up when he, he noticed that Henry was saying that emma had phrased yeah. it as them being together <laughs> she said we're together I said, okay mm-hmm, sorry but, <laughs> yeah but uh, let's see here okay and uh something you know big headline we probably should have started with this mm-hmm. the regina snow fight scene like and regina in particular uh embracing her evil queenness like uh i, I just I, I she had a lot of fun with it you could tell oh, yeah. like and this was even this was the evil queen without any sort of real emotion behind it, just like that anger and that mm-hmm. that evil, you the know, evil. yeah, which is something we would never really even got to see too much in Fairy Tale Land or Misthaven. Right. Uh, oh, Misthaven! But you know, it was kind of cool just to see her kind of like just cut loose, like completely evil. Like I, I, I phrased it a uh, snarly goodness, mm-hmm. you know. And it was also kind of interesting to see uh, sort of uh, an amped up uh, version of her uh, storybook character in Storybrooke. Yes. Like, because we haven't seen, besides Elsa and Anna, we haven't, in the Snow Queen and everyone from the season, we haven't really <laughs> seen a lot of, uh, Christoph. you know, costuming and attitudes uh, from the old land yeah. come into the new land, really. Well, because nobody else, they're the only new ones who've come in this year. Well, I guess besides your random mobs with pitchforks and fire and stuff. Yeah, that completely but. disappeared. Okay. <laughs> One thing I really liked with the Charmings mm-hmm. and the Snow White, nope, she is a charming, uh, the Evil Queen and all that, mm-hmm. when the curse broke, yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. With the oh, whole, what am I wearing? <laughs> and the three of them just literally fall over laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal theory is that that wasn't scripted. Like that was an outtake that or something? That was maybe an outtake or, an or they just happened to have, you know, they were rehearsing maybe mm-hmm. and it happened and it was just that good. Yeah. Because it seemed... It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like their facials and everything was just like real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very naturalistic. It was very natural. Yeah. Yes. That's the word. It. Natural. <laughs> uh, something, though, that I thought – and I mean obviously they were cursed and everything. But I thought it was a little unfair of Regina to say that all Charming has ever done in their entire adventure together through life mm-hmm. was wine. Because, I mean, he's done a lot. 
he's bro- and then he whined about it. But I mean, he he's <laughs> he's broken it. He broke into the castle. Yeah, I mean, he kissed Snow White to save Snow. Well, yeah, got it. And I mean, him and Snow together took over the entire kingdom. And I mean, I think they were equal partners in that. Really, <laughs> like yeah. they they both contributed just as much. And I thought I thought it was a little reductive of cursed Regina to say that all she charming- was cursed. <laughs> but uh to say that all charming had done was wine i thought i thought tra- philosopher charming deserves a little more than that yeah well she wasn't really around with, with mm-hmm. philosopher charming a lot this since curses lifted in storybrook many moons ago i suppose so yeah i guess and i also thought that the fight if nothing else it might have been maybe the most violent fight they've yeah, ever had on awesome. the show like i mean like Throwing them across desks with monitors and through glass. And even even when uh, Emma and Elsa went down there for that whole thing into the crypt and, like, she got thrown back against the wall Yay. by Emma and stuff. A lot of pain dished out on the evil queen this episode, for sure. Meh. She's dished yeah. out plenty of her own. She had it coming. She, she had it coming. Okay. Um, when the stars in the sky align with the stars in the hat. What? Hello, random out of left field. Mm-hmm. That line, okay, so obviously... Well, here, uh, replay that line to me, or like uh, clarify that for me, because I, I don't you actually don't remember, remember that line? it. I don't remember it, no. Oh my goodness. Okay, it was, I didn't do my third ro- watch through, that's why. Your third watch through? Um, yeah. Rumple when, you know, the packing of the bag, and they're going to wake up in New York City or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the lines he said is, when the stars in the sky align with the stars in the hat. Hmm. And I'm sure there was more to it, but that's all I was able to write down. Oh, so that's why he can't use the hat yet? I did. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Yeah. Um. So my questions were, Um. is it full? And shouldn't it have been full last week then? Because mm-hmm. unless he's added more people to it, there's not that many magical people. Well, yeah. He said that the fairies would charge it up for what he needed. Whatever he's doing yeah. with it. Can we please get a flashback to find out how the hat works? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like there needs – Something I'm sure we're going to find out next week when everyone comes spewing out of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we'll get a flashback. I'm sure we'll get a practical demonstration. Yes. Um, um, what is with wanting world domination? Because Nothing else can. to do. I mean, yeah. he's bored. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, because there's just like no motivating factor mm. in my eyes except well, I mean, to get that, away from the Charmings. That's kind of the arc they've been building for him. This this I, whole whole se- half season though was just like this sort of like he realized that you know playing on the side of the angels and you know getting everything he ever wanted uh, still wasn't good enough. And you know we talked a little bit last week about his possible motivations and sort of like that victim mentality in combination with the Zelina stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nuts. He's just it, nuts. It comes down to he's nuts. Okay. Which also sort of goes along with, um, does he really think that Henry mm-hmm. and Belle are going to completely believe him when they wake up in a strange city? What? That he saved them and that the rest of the town destroyed itself? I'd, I'd assume the magic will take care of that. Because he, say, he said that he was going to like basically like mind wipe them, right? Or do like kind of like the curse that was on Henry when they were living in New York City, you know? That's true. I don't know. I, I feel like the heart of the truest believer is going to pull through on that. It is a very dangerous game, though, especially when – well, I mean, once the ice wall comes down, Emma will definitely be able to leave town if nothing else, you know. So, like, she could totally go and find Henry and inform him and all that sort of stuff. Sorry. Lot, I'm telling you, it's like – But anything – in. Good from the chat room? Oh, we're going to have to go through and just do quick bits from the chat room because they've got some good ones. Okay. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll go ahead and move on to my next uh, topic of discussion. Then uh, Madame uh, Faustina, I thought, was a, a really fun character. 
I love when she turned into Boston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go. <laughs> With the baseball bat. With the baseball bat. And her accent changed. Mm-hmm. No, but it, it it was a really fun scene and also uh, one of those things that it, it really helped, again, flesh out the Snow Queen character, Elizabeth Mitchell's character, because a, a person from a land with magic would obviously, like, if, if she saw a psychic or a fortune teller, she'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense because, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a convenience store in <laughs> Miss Haven. How will you repay your kindness? Thank you. <laughs> Pay me. Pay me. How are you going to pay me? Pay me. But I also – I thought that the actress – I thought she actually had like the facial structure. She would have made a really good Cruella. She would have. Spoilers. Cruella. Cruella is coming next half <laughs> Hashtag season. Cruella is coming. Hashtag spoilers. Hashtag whoops. Uh, but no, I think she would have made a really good Cruella with that facial structure. I hope – Somewhere down the line, we she see her. Back. Yeah, she pops back in for at least a scene or something. If nothing else, I'd imagine maybe the necklace will be a factor. Was that just a necklace or was it do, – do we know if it had any magical properties? I don't know. It was made of a giant snowflake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a giant yeah, snowflake, I'm, which I'm assuming was like a diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the sure way it was probably just it. a gem or something like that. But yeah. I, if they ever want to bring uh, Madame Faustina back, that would be a good way to do it. Can they show necklace. her like pawning it? I would love to know what the street value of that is. Definitely. It's got to be pretty good. <laughs> um, okay. So paperwork to adopt Emma. Yay. That's wonderful. You may not think of me as a mother, but as a best big sister. Mm. Okay. Right there, lady. Mm. That might have creeped me out a little. Yeah, especially considering young Emma is supposed to be really street smart and kind of uh, uh-huh. too wise for those kind of tricks. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she needed the mother. She wanted the mother. Yeah, just saying. But I I did I did enjoy um, an earlier scene probably helped with that or helped with Emma overlooking that. And it's the scene when Emma's trying to sneak out of the house in the whole. Oh, and it's a shame he's afraid of spiders, uh-huh. like the ones in my drawer, behind like the fake the, ones in my behind, behind the, the staplers. staplers. Oh, poor Kevin. Poor, poor Kevin. Again, Elizabeth Mitchell killed that. See, that was good. Yeah. All of her in like those scenes were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it was the fact that she wasn't wearing a white stiff dress. Yeah. But see, even in the scenes in the Fortress of Solitude well, with yeah. the white stiff dress, she was great this episode. That's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. Great, okay, great, great. One last negative thing I I guess. Uh, Okay, so this scroll, the scroll they got. Dear Anna and Elsa, here's a deus ex machina for your current situation. Here's everything you need to solve the situation. It it just, the whole scroll thing just bugs me. I know they set it up earlier in the season. They put the gun in the drawer. It was the opening scene. Yeah, they put the gun in the drawer and they pulled it out in this episode. But it's just the way it got there. It was just kind of contrived and very like i was talking about mm-hmm. last week uh, conveniences that benefit the characters extremely mm-hmm. you know they just happen to get like honor and Kristoff just happen to get zapped back to the beach where the bottle just happened to get sucked through last episode when they happen to get sucked through, through a, a magical beach. portal and then that uh, we need another portal now but and then anna happens to know where the fortress of solitude is and like, she can get there really quick. And we, we've never seen any indication that she was shown no, she, that or told that. No, I think we did. Did we? We made it. But, you know, she just happens uh, to go there and just happens to read this letter that happens to list out everything the Snow Queen needs to hear. You to need to hear heal. this too. But, but I mean, you know, to to uh, realize her mistakes and, yes. and make the ultimate sacrifice there at the end. It just yes. – it all, it all seemed – 
you know, just too tidy. It was too easy. Mm-hmm. It, this ended way too easy. Yeah, especially when – because when Anna showed up, like the Snow Queen was about to convince – Elsa and Emma, like, that she was right. And it, it was all that's cool. okay. And, well, we and you should be my sisters. And, and they were about to be like, okay, that's cool. And yeah, then, right. And then Anna shows up with this scroll, like... They're like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Touch this crystal. All will be well. And, and yeah, well, I mean, that's not the only scroll in this episode, too, no. that had a lot more information than you would think. Also, the apprentice's scroll that he gave to the Snow Queen was kind of like that, too. Just like a super long scroll that had... Oh, and Emma will be 14 here and 28 here. Yes. And here's how to get to Storybrooke and then turn around three times and say whoop-de-doo. You know, yeah. all that stuff. And it just like, just <laughs> these would turn infinite around scrolls. and spit on this corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in, in the one other thing that I thought was kind of messed up about that last scene yes. with Anna was uh, the moral, the big moral of that whole thing was family never gives up on each other. Even and, if you're being Jedi choked. Yeah, Jedi choked or <laughs> I mean the, the the 30-year thing that yeah. the Snow Queen has been doing like – I don't care if you're related to me by blood or not. Like, I, I'm not going to stick around for an abusive relationship. No, there is no need for that. Especially with my aunt. Like, <laughs> not even, like, close. Especially with my creepy aunt. Creepy aunt. Yeah. a psycho. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not the best episode. No, obviously. I feel like we flew through all of our points and there wasn't <laughs> much that was happy. How, how are we on time? Yeah, we yeah, are we pretty. Flew. We pretty, flew. Yeah. We flew. Would you like? Okay. To, would, you, would you like to play some random mm-hmm. point, random lines from the? Yeah, why don't we read off some stuff okay. from the chat here? Um, I think the sorcerer is guiding the coincidences. I could see that, uh, or whoever wrote the book. Yep. Which Remember in we'll season one when it was incredibly hard to world hop? Mm-hmm. I thought Ingrid was a psycho. Um, it looked like Zelina's necklace from Claire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um my first thought was the curse breaking was the makeup nap due to the charmings um oh there was a friend's comment Hold makeup on. nap um, once is we were cursed is the new friends we were on a break i don't know if you get that i don't know if you watched friends i did you did. did okay um she also said what am i wearing in the fall yes but it was nowhere near as fun as this one or is that one um if roland could was i with- be watching more friends go ahead uh- <laughs> <laughs> um if roland was with the knave what happened to him <laughs> um last oh week- yeah that's true because yeah. the knave shows up he was supposed to be watching the kid hammered. Yeah. Um, last week you were wondering why Rumpel is immune. I think he's immune because he's already all evil, so it just didn't affect him. Uh, the back of Bill's head is looking very hip. Um, one good bit of continuity was Hook being immune to the curse from not having his heart. Will was immune to Jafar's spell and the Jabberwock's influence because he didn't have a heart. Very true. So, which could be relevant because With all the Wonderland. The Wonderlandness that we all, well, Blair basically told us is coming okay um out of okay 157 infinite scrolls how many infinite scrolls would you give this episode i'm sorry how many 157 i have to type that 157 infinite scrolls um one five seven (laughs) one five seven infinite scrolls that's not how you spell that but (laughs) y'all are just gonna have to deal with my spelling (laughs) um Hundred maybe. A hundred? What? Seventy-five. 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 Did you not see this haterade I just spewed all <laughs> over this like microphone? Mm-hmm. I think I think I hate this more than Tallahassee Watch One. Really? I feel That's like I do. About it. I feel like I do. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I do. I mean, let's go through my points. There was not a happy among them. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you need more backing evidence, see, Listen, see, see the, the previous, previous episode. Forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. How about you? 157 Infinite Scrolls. What um, you got? I think I'm gonna have to go with 87. 87. Okay. You 87. To, a little more. And 80 of those mm-hmm. are strictly for uh, Hunger Brook Story Game Edition or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, just uh, like like I said, those scenes, the scenes with the the dwarves fighting and the Charmings and the Reginas and the jail cell, mm-hmm. those felt like once to me. Those felt like the show I fell in love with three or four years ago something like that and uh like it, it just like i i just really hope they can get back to that place and i also th- th- back in time. i also th- thought those moments felt a little self-aware which i thought was kind of cool too mm-hmm. uh but in a total fan service but the the whole plot with the snow queen and the frozen thing same complaint i've had for the majority of the season it just it it feels like like a really good rough draft of a of a frozen tie-in story, but it doesn't. It just didn't add up to 157 infinite scrolls for me. Jasmine gives it 25. 25, Jasmine. Jasmine, did you did you just like the opening credits? <laughs> she liked did all the particle like effects. It, yeah, the particle effects. Um, Hope gives it 135, and Amy gives it 100. 100. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. Lots of varying degrees of thought yeah well just a, a reminder we'll be recording our reactions to tuesday, the mid-season tuesday. finale next tuesday 8 30 p.m est over on the google plus uh, just follow me on google plus google.com slash plus film weeks if you want to check oh, that sorry. out hopefully we will like it a bit more than we oh, did this week we have to okay but we have some uh, news and some letters and stuff uh but, before, but first but first uh why don't you tell them about because uh, i there's a new episode of my my uh Short run dog boy series, Eye of the Scarab, coming out this week. Why don't you tell them a little bit about the series and about this week's episode? Okay, so the dog boy series is this super duper cool, um, young adult, 17, no, not 17, 14. 14. Yeah, I, I can't talk. Why do I do podcasts? <laughs> um, he's a superhero. He's defeating mm-hmm. the people. There's some craziness going on with the mayor. It's all I got for that. So, Volta <laughs> City is a timeless old town, but time. Catching up to it. Old friends and old enemies close in around Bronson Black, and an impossible choice hangs over him. As the modern world bleeds through, Dogboy considers the past. His decision could spell the end of his crime-fighting career. But maybe that's a good thing. And uh, this week's episode, actually... It, oh, was it, I supposed to read the other one? Yeah, the, in episode two, but oh. uh, it's called The Cult of City Shadows Sorry. Ride Tonight. And it actually it, it actually kind of ties in a little bit to this week's episode okay, of Once. okay. When the cult of city shadows, including girl reporter Cindy McNeil, wake up in an underground arena, huh, um, they face off against a group of extraordinary teens. Can the shadows iterate through the cycles or will they become brainwashed soldiers in Mayor Lane's super powered army that I almost read sugar powered? <laughs> they are sugar powered as well. <laughs> you no, know, but it actually it's in it because it's kind of like an arena sort of Thunderdome kind of thing with super powered teenagers. One of them actually, uh, for people who know uh, the listenership of this podcast, uh, his name is hawk uh now uh some people might know that we have a listener named bobby hawk bobby hawk suggested the uh the power for this superhero which basically it's a superhero that can see uh or a super powered uh teen who can see 
every moment in time where he's standing. So if he's in a room, he can see every moment that ever happened there. Uh, and I kind of modeled him off of a, a young Mel Gibson. <laughs> so <laughs> you're welcome, Bobby. Uh, but oh, if you want to pick, the, pick uh, that up, episode two is out this week. Episode three will be out in a few weeks. It's bit.ly slash eye of the scarab. And now on to the news. News. I was going to read more scrolls. Okay, uh, we have some more We're scrolls. We're going to go back. Here. Okay, Patty gives it an 80%. I think Patty just doesn't like to pick a number. Uh, Bobby Hawk gives it 122. Monica Jones gives it 130. And Aaron Schmelling says 140 scrolls. And I cried. Does anybody have a heart or a soul? We don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Po- it, it's well known that no podcaster has a heart or a soul uh, in, in the history of humanity. At least on this one. Okay, uh, let's see here. First, uh, we'll, we'll start off with ratings as we normally do. And you can find the links to all of these stories uh, in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com for uh, the show notes for this week's episode, 103, I think. Uh, and the ratings. Uh, 103, yes. Uh, once upon a time, it got 6.1 million, 2.0 share, uh, which uh, dipped 5% and a tenth overall. So they didn't pick up those losses they suffered last week. No, no. Let's just Which hope is, they can try and recoup a little bit. Although I don't. Uh, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like I, <laughs> let's basically say let's go out with a bang because we're going to be gone for three months. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm really hoping that next week's episode is going to be real Killadilla. Which speaking of, we have the promo here now. Killadilla. Oh, I haven't seen this yet. Yeah. Uh, oh we, no, I have. We we normally don't uh, show these on the stream or play them on the stream, but we'll tell you what happened. Uh, first off, before I hit play here, this looks like a sort of hybrid gold rumple. Like I really, it's really th- far away and looks really purple. From yeah, here. I think uh, here. I'll bring it up full screen for the video viewers. Oh, I can't. Uh, Never mind. Uh, But no, it looks almost like a hybrid gold rumple. Uh Uh, Sort of like maybe he's reverting back or something. But let's play it. Next Sunday. And uh, there's there's some more bell, it looks like. Looks like they're going up to the town line. Gold talking to Regina. Lots of hugs. Mm -hmm. More goodbyes. Back through the door from the the apprentice ad. Then Cruella. Maleficent. And Ursula. Ursula. And more freaking Mm -hmm. snow. (laughs) <laughs> let it snow let it snow let, let it snow. snow no but it, it actually looks fairly okay yeah. I, I like i'm really my wish is that anna and elsa get sent back through the door 10 minutes into the episode at least like mm-hmm. yeah five to ten just because like i i can't see what them being in storybrook for an entire other episode would do like what yeah. it would add to the story it's at not, this point it's not we're done Goodbye. like i they, they both actresses were great and mm-hmm. the all the actors and Christoph, and everything yeah. and I, I i even i enjoyed their portrayals i enjoyed the takes on the characters mm-hmm. your time's up your time's up better get back through that multicolored door yeah that's all i have to say go back to orlando and uh but that's okay because they'll be walking right <laughs> into a uh the first official frozen sequel that's going to premiere before cinderella and it's called frozen, frozen fever, fever. Uh, frozen, fever? frozen fever catch it like ricketts really? what ricketts? <laughs> I don't know. but uh is there a trailer no it's a, i don't think there's a trailer oh, there's I'm there's a couple to... stills and stuff here oh, that are interesting oh. But yeah, it's it's going to be uh, the the first um, Frozen story set after after the movie, and Mm -hmm. it'll be a short film uh, before the live action Cinderella that's coming out. So this short is going to take place in Storybrooke, if it's the first thing right after the movie. Well, I guess technically, (laughs) yeah. Like, was there anything? No, no, it was like straight. I I know, but was there anything that uh? 
that we've seen that they have now that they could take potentially take back into the Frozen franchise with them from Storybrooke? The scroll with the memory. Oh yeah, thing. I guess right. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and so, they're never going to do it. You don't think? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, probably not. So everybody, we'll let's all just take the past <laughs> four months storyline, mm-hmm. ball it up, and yeah. go. Is gone. Suck it out with the memory rock. He is gone. <laughs> but you can find uh, links for all those stories we just talked about at uh, greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And uh, we'll end up with some listener feedback here. Now, as always, next week, you don't have to run. You can trot to your computer and email us with your thoughts on the midseason finale. Greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Twitter's at GFStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And before we get to the voicemails, I believe Anne-Marie <laughs> has something really funny from the chat room. So Hope points out that the dog is not Pongo because Pongo doesn't have that much uh, black on the face. Set reports that Belle is getting a Dalmatian of her own and Patty's does, does Rumble give her a dog to make up for the lies? <laughs> <laughs> nice. or maybe, maybe, maybe he gives her that stuffed dog that Aww, Emma found this episode. That was way too convenient. But actually, uh, before we get into the voicemails, we have these small bits here that we should probably do. Yes, yeah, small bits. Yeah, uh, these are. Uh, sometimes we don't have enough time to get to all of the letters uh, that mm-hmm. you guys send in, but we put them up on a blog post at greetingsfromstorybrook.com and we feature some of them here. I guess I'll start. Elizabeth is shipping Anne-Marie and Bill. Uh, She calls it Annabelle, and it does have a ring to it. It does have a ring to it. Chris Tipton thinks that the 80s psychic got away with quite a freebie. Wonder what the going rate at the pawn shop was for that necklace. Uh, Jasmine was making Robin Hood face (laughs) through the entire episode. Us too. Us too. (laughs) Uh, uh, Rachel thinks that Jennifer Morrison seemed a little embarrassed by her lines, and I can totally see that. Yeah, a little bit. She seemed uncomfortable. Uh, A little bit. Like I, I think a couple of the actors seemed that way a little bit. Like, so this is what's happening here. This is how we're gonna. But that could have just been us reading our own biases into it, anyway. You know what I I say. I say we uh, let Bobby Hawk uh, tell us what we should think. All right, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. While it doesn't quite make up for this past uh, half season of shows, this last episode did a pretty good job of trying to tie everything up and answer any timeline questions or anything like that. Uh, I really enjoyed the flashback scenes between uh, Ingrid and Emma. I know the curses have become old hat, uh, pun intended, but it was cool to see how the residents reacted to each other with it when the curse broke out, specifically uh Regina, I'm sorry, sorry, specifically Snow and Prince Charming, Snow and Regina, and then how the dwarves were were acting to each other. I laughed out loud when Doc was looking at Dopey and just being like, just speak already. Once again, I thought the actresses portraying uh, Anna, Elsa, and Ingrid did a great job, but I am glad to see Frozen finally go back to Arendelle. I will say I'm kind of getting tired of everyone having to be connected to someone on this show as far as the villains go. They all have to have mommy or daddy or family issues. Mm-hmm. It's like every one of the villains' uh, MO is just like, I want to be loved. Is that so wrong? So I'm kind of looking forward wow. to Maleficent, Ursula, and uh, Cruella coming to town and not having any ties to anyone whatsoever, please, so we can just sit back and revel in their villainry. Oh, and by the way, I totally nailed what was on the note in the bottle. Very much so, Bobby. And thank you. Yeah, and I, I really hope, you know, this this trio of villainesses, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, are 
like drawn in Sharpie instead of pencil, you know, like some of the villains have been. You know, I, I, I want them to be bad, bad, bad and love being bad. Right. It'll be good. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And next up is uh, from Dawn. Hi, Bill and Amory. This is Donna War. How are you? I just finished We're watching good. the episode. That was nice, wasn't it? It was nice. I, I, you know, I mean, there were some like issues if you look deep into it and analyze it too hard, but it was a nice story. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm hoping, um, I had a couple of points I wanted to make. First of which is that I'm hoping that you guys have come around and understood now that, uh, the awesomeness of Elizabeth Mitchell. You have to, right? You see it now, right? You see it. Definitely. A little bit. A Definitely. Little bit. She's awesome, right? You love her. Don't you love her now? You love her. Yeah. <laughs> and the other point that I wanted to make was that, um, these, it, it, seriously, worst mayor ever. Like, she's left the people to fight in the streets. She didn't tell them to take precautions. She's got nobody has supplies. Snow don't care. Like, uh, the, the, she locked herself and her husband in the jail and let the rest of the town fend for themselves. Worst mayor ever. All right. <laughs> That's all I have to add to this conversation. But, um, overall, it was awesome, right? It was awesome. It was Elizabeth awesome. Mitchell, she's awesome. Right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Don. And it was great to hear from you, as always. Okay. Uh, next up is Other Anne Marie. Hello, Anne Marie. This is Other Anne Marie calling in for greetings from Storybrook. And I just wanted to share my thoughts for the episode I just finished watching. For most of the episode, I was really excited. I was laughing at all the one-liners and it was really just really, really good show overall. And then they get to the end. I, I'm seriously disappointed. It took two seconds, two seconds to finish off the Snow Queen. I, I'm just not satisfied at all with the way that they finished it. But overall, the rest of the episode, uh, things that I did really like was that the Evil Queen was back, full, full back. Of course, that was undone straight at the end. However, it was really good to see Lana Perea play the Evil Queen. Yeah, and just off. her saying, what am I wearing? It, it just had me laughing. Then I also have a question about where does this aligning stars business come from for Rumpelstil- from Rumpelstiltskin? Like, all of a sudden he throws this in? Really? Okay, I'm confused. Um, one of the other things I really liked was Nasty Snow. Is it a bad thing that I like that? Anyway, best line of it was, Christoph, Christoph, oh right, I knocked you out. Just loved Anna. Love, love, loves Anna. Out of two memory stones, I'm giving it... Point seventy five, just because I'm really disappointed with how they finished it. Wow. Point seventy five. She literally mm. just liked the opening credits. No, but I I really like that stuff with the dark snow too. Like yeah. like my favorite snow has always been the one that made Regina kill Cora, uh-huh. and it it was cool to get the call back for that. And uh-huh. did no, she definitely doesn't feel bad about it. No, like I know they were cursed and all that, but you know she kind of meant that. Also, the chat room is hashtagging Meek Simone. Meek Simone? Meek Simone. That's weird. Just saying. Okay, uh, next up is Hope. Hey, you guys, it's Hope. I'm going to surprise you and say that this episode, Chattered Sight, might have saved the season for me. I It was it was amazing. It was fantastic. And it was absolutely stellar. I just don't know if it was worth going through a really crappy season to get to this point. But the episode was really awesome. It kind of reminded me of We Are Both and that concept that, uh, you know, kind of like what Jefferson was talking about in Hattrick, actually, about how they each have, like, these conflicting sides. And it was really nice to see some of these old sides coming out again. The Ingrid storyline had a beautiful conclusion. I really sort of like that angry villager thing. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing how her story came about and finished. 
The only thing is, is that Emma is supposed to bring people's happy endings, and she brought Ingrid's happy ending through death. I don't even know what to make of Belle anymore. I wanted to see her evil side come out and find the dagger. I mean, Belle's had the worst story of the entire season. I don't mm-hmm. even know what to make about it. The only thing missing from Shatter's sight, though, is I really wanted to see Archie in his self. Because Archie knows everybody's secrets. He could just walk around town and be like, you're a bedwetter. You cry yourself asleep at night. You have daddy issues. I mean, Archie would have just been freaking amazing to watch in this craziness. All right, guys. Can't wait to ha- talk to you and hear what's going on and see what you guys think about the new big bads coming. Ooh. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, Okay, and uh, to wrap up the voicemails, here's Patty. Patty. Hey, Bill. Hey, Aunt Mary. This is Patty Morrow. Um, after seeing last, this week's episode, I have to say it was a pretty good episode, except there's only one part that kind of annoyed me, and that's when Emma and Elsa goes to see Mr. Goat's shop to fix the issue with their little ribbons. First of all, do they know that he's affected by the curse? Second, why are they going to gold if they know everybody in town is going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs where they are not in the right state of mind? It makes no sense. Why are you going to the dark one if there's a chance that the dark one's going to be darker? Mind you, he's not. He's immune to the curse, but I don't know if they know that. So hopefully you could explain this to me. Um, I have to go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, somebody likes to be talking on my phone. I gotta go back. Okay, before we get into the letters, I just want to point out that Joshua uh, Phelps uh, sent us this picture uh, this week from uh, he was at Disney uh, Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and he was wearing his greetings from Storybrook T-shirt. <laughs> it's one of our shirts in the wild. I know. I feel the, like a new mom on Disney property. I know. No less. So I, I I thought that was really cool. And thank you very much, uh, Joshua, for, for sending that along to us. Uh, Emery, you want to go ahead and read the first okay, letter here? Okay, I got this. I got this. Okay. We'll leave Josh, um, there. We'll leave Josh there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alina, she had a big, long letter, which is over on the site. I wanted to pull a little bit from it. Uh, my theory is Bella knows that Rumple, what Rumple is up to, and she's going to stop him and somehow release everyone who is sucked into the hat because I believe Maleficent, Ursula, and Cruella de Vil are also in the hat, and that they are going to be the next villains they face. Oh, I like that. See? Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you want to read the next the, one? You want me to, you're, you're doing stuff over there? Yeah, I have something I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <right. laughs> All right. This one's from Rain. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's me again, Rain. I feel like going, it's me, Mario. Mario. Um, I just want to share my insights about Shattered Sight. Good things first. It's nice to see Regina back in her evil queen costume. I LOL'd a lot when she reacted, what am I wearing? Twice <laughs> in this episode. I also love that the message in the bottle just simply contained Gerda's message for her daughters and for her sister and not some surprise counterspell for the curse. True dad. Um, also yeah, that would have been even more convenient. That would have been way too convenient. Um, also, there's a Dalmatian plushie. Yay. <laughs> um, now the off parts. Why didn't they just pull each other's hearts out and seal it with whatever to get away from the curse if it's that easy? That's very – well, maybe it didn't occur to them. I don't think them. Regina wanted to – I mean I was going to say I don't think Regina wanted to go around pulling people's hearts out. But, but that's kind of her deal. It's kind of her thing. <laughs> anyway, um, the actor should have let Hook affected by the curse too since he's useless in this episode anyway. Um, also, I was really expecting Regina and Robin fight. It's too bad we didn't even see Robin. I also miss Ruby and Granny season one fights, but we only saw Granny fighting a dwarf. 
Mm-hmm. In the flashback scene, Ingrid knows our world has no magic, yet she still forced Emma to stop a car. I think the writers <laughs> ran out of ideas on how to make Emma mad at Ingrid, mm-hmm. and this scene was really odd. I think they just didn't like the actress who played young Emma, and, I love and they were the trying to kill played, her. Stop that. Uh, speaking of that rule, the absence of magic in our world seems not absolute, but there are still exceptions. Ingrid was able to get Emma's memories in Magicless Storybook. Regina was able to use Jefferson's hat in Magicless Storybook, and the dragon has magic, etc. Uh, lastly, I don't know why, but I felt Ingrid's redemption was too rushed. Ding, 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 too rushed that she was immediately decided to kill herself. I feel <laughs> this episode should have see- been the double episode so that I could see more fights and more time for Ingrid to gradually redeem and reverse the curse. Ad- agreed. Um, I'm kind of half-hearted about this episode, though. It's good the Frozen arc is finally done. That's all. Thanks, guys. Rain. P.S. Wait for Elsa, Anna, and Kristoff to easily go back to Arendo in the last – in quotes, again, <laughs> magic bean or something similar, unlike mm-hmm. the main characters who always need it during a curse. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Rain. And uh, yeah, agreed on all points, basically. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is Michael Lucera. Uh, Lucera? Lucero. Lucero. Michael Sarah uh, <laughs> says, uh, Dear Bill and AM, I like this episode, sort of. The Snow Queen realizing how much she screwed up and sacrificing herself was a really nice touch, but I felt it could have been so much better. It was good as a plot point, but I felt like that's almost all it was a plot point. Because the much hyped up curse did not really seem to pose much of a threat, her sacrifice did not really feel necessary. The curse, as we saw it, felt more like a minor annoyance for the town to overcome rather than the cloud of doom it was billed as. And they spent too much time on Snow versus Regina. We already saw as much much of that as we needed to. Why not use this opportunity to show some people we haven't seen in a while? Granny in a crossbow fight with Red, uh, Nave in a bow fight uh, with Robin, Geppetto trying to wring uh, little Pinocchio's neck with an enraged topper hopping up and down (laughs) or helping out. Any one of these would have been more interesting to me than what we got. The fast and loose treatment of magic in our world also bugged me, although I expected this sort of thing or although I expect this sort of thing these days. Ingrid had no magic when she got here, and yet Emma was able to use hers on the toy machine. Although that I don't think that was conclusive. No, that could have easily been her. Yeah. Uh, not even Rumple or Regina could use magic in Storybrooke before the big uh, purple cloud came at the end of the sea end of season one and yet ingrid could somehow uh take emma's memories i now one other thing that just occurred to me with that too Durf. is that emma didn't come over v- over via curse Mm-mm. so if she if, should have magic if it was the land without magic because all the magical beings were stripped of their magic then emma might have still had them uh but uh and perhaps most annoying since it seems like it's going to be a huge plot point We've already seen that even now Rumpel has no magic outside of Storybrooke, and yet the idea of him escaping and taking over the world with his powers is being presented as a dangerous possibility. Now, have they said that explicitly? That Did they say that in this episode? That he wants to take over the world? That he would lose his powers if he left. No. Because oh, I, 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 I'm not sure if that's been confirmed like since they got recursed. The cursed and the uncursed and the yeah, cursed. Yeah. I, can't, I can't follow. Mm. But but again, I'm asking for consistency once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I'm ignoring uh, the rules. <laughs> None of this really bugs me as much as it might sound like, since I now only watch the show for your podcast. 
Uh, there are still some enjoyable moments, though, like the letter uh, Anna read. So that's just icing on the cake for me. Uh, take care, Michael Lucero. Thank you, Michael. And uh, that's a sent- sentiment we've got a lot recently. Especially this week. I think we got like three of them. Yeah. Um, real quick, um, Patty commented in the chat room about like if they just would have taken everybody's hearts out to be immune. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the hassle of trying to figure out whose heart belonged to whom? People, we have a leftover heart here. Is anyone <laughs> missing a heart? Please raise your hand if you need a heart. Mm-hmm. If you're not feeling anything, <laughs> let me know. Are you happy? Are you sad? <laughs> here, come here. Let me check if you have a heart. <laughs> have a heart. <laughs> have a heart. Okay, uh, you want to read uh, Clivus here? Clivus, yes. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry. Okay, I thought tonight's episode was all right. Rumple didn't really do anything, but that's okay <laughs> since this episode focused on Emma and Ingrid's flashbacks. The removing of the ribbons seemed a little too easy for me. True. Uh, and where was Red? I miss her. I am more excited about next week and seeing Corella DeVille enter the show, but that's it. I give this episode 39 scoops of carrot sherbet out of 50. Great podcast as always. Clava. Thank you. Yeah, I Check like the arbitrary scale there too. That was a good one. I yeah. like that. Okay, and we'll uh, wrap up with Anne here. And uh, Anne says, hi, Billy and Anne-Marie. Hi. I guess it's a good thing I didn't run to my computer right after seeing the episode <laughs> since I w- went full-on haterade on it yesterday. Uh, now, after I've rewatched it and calmed down a bit, I think it's safe to give my opinion. I was kind of disappointed how the curse turned out. I, I was looking forward to something a lot darker and more destructive. But once I got over that, I actually enjoyed the sass and the com- comical elements. My favorite, Hook falling flat on his back. I love. I laughed so hard at that, even though I knew it was coming from the promo. True story. I also like the bonding between young Emma and Ingrid, and absolutely love the scene with Regina. Uh, Snow and Charming. Nope, uh, nope, Regina Snow and Charming. With laughing. Regina Snow and Charming <laughs> laughing. Sorry, I thought that comma was a period. Uh, but the the one thing I can't get over is the curse breaking scene. Uh, the Snow Queen goes from full on psychopath who looks like she's about to kill Anna to sweetheart ready to sacrifice herself. Only because she read that letter. And the music during that scene was way over the top. Too much drama. Oh, well, guess there's still a little bit of haterade. Sorry, guys. It's all right. We had plenty <laughs> well, over I here, plenty too. plenty of flowing. Uh, anyway, looking forward to hearing your thoughts about this episode. Uh, spoiler warning. I'm off to rewatch 101 Dalmatians <laughs> and The Little Mermaid in preparation for next week's episode. All the best, Anne. And you may uh, want to also throw in Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Just, and, just uh, throwing that out there. Yeah, 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 and probably those episodes of, episodes of once we, we actually we just said, if actually oh wait there's a PS by the way oh that's something else yeah that's uh, some we're still trying to figure out what our third podcast is going to be uh, keep sending in your suggestions yes we got some really good suggestions this yeah, week please all please of them help. seem centered around us doing something with TV or movies or stories or of some or, so, yeah yeah so, so we're we're still percolating we're we're taking all of it in and uh, hopefully we'll have something to spit back out uh, to you guys soon we for our are third okay with branching out just saying if there's something outside if you're like i need a really good beekeeping podcast maybe bill and marie can provide that we will not because we are allergic and it will kill us to do that podcast but other things would be great but you can send all those thoughts to greetings from storybrook at gmail.com tweet us at gf storybrook the facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 i'm not even reading that 424-274-2352 and uh, you get all uh, speaking of <laughs> Maleficent, uh, we did do uh, some commentary episodes yes. with the Maleficent episodes. If you want to go check out those commentaries, they're I think linked. I'm going to need to rewatch them. But they're linked on the front page at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Okay, uh, anything else from the chat? Nap. 
They've right. all calmed down, apparently. Bye, chat. No. Bye, chat. Oh. <laughs> no, but uh, Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone or for my blog, Crunchy Crafty and Highly Caffeinated, mm-hmm. at CCHC Blog. I'm a little louder over there. And uh, my Twitter is at Bill Meeks, my Google uh, Plus account where we do these live streams every Monday. Which is where Monday, you are right now. Next week is uh, Tuesday. Is uh, Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And you can follow pretty much everything I do uh, for a couple more weeks at Meeks Mix media.com and i also recommend going to bill is really wearing a wig or is he dot org oh dot org dot org dot coffee dot coffee dot coffee because that's apparently a thing excellent okay well i guess we'll be back here next week for tuesday 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 Tuesday. 8 30 p.m for our beekeeping episode yeah for our beekeeping episode (laughs) and our our discussion of the big uh (laughs) mid-season finale cruella maleficent Mm -hmm. and the rest Mm -hmm. Here on Greetings from Storybrooke. You really don't know the song? Cruella de Vil, <laughs> Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. There are some other words, and it's kind of jazzy like this. Cruella, Cruella de Vil. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. I use my, my, my deeper voice for Your that. deep voice for that one. Okay. Until next time. <laughs> Greetings from, from Storybrook. Story uh-uh. <laughs> Crunchy Dog, a Meek Simone podcast. <laughs>